I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message. Our lesson this morning is from Romans 10, verses 5 through 15. For Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all its commands. But faith's way of getting with God says, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth, and don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very same message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, Anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scripture says, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be. Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see, wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty, teach me faith and duty. Beautiful words, wonderful words. Wonderful words of life, beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Christ the blessed one gives us all wonderful words of life. Sinnerless to the loving call, wonderful words of life. Also freely given, wooing us to heaven. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Sweetly echo the gospel call. 
us only Savior, sanctify forever. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Bokla Tov. Probably have no idea what I just said except those that were with me in Israel. Bokla Tov is the Hebrew way of saying good morning. We also learned, we've talked about peace this morning. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And uh, we uh, hear from the Israeli prime minister as a reminder about peace that peace is not meant for our friends or made with our friends. Peace is made with our enemies. Uh, Very uh, potent when you hear those words and remember those words in Israel. But how true it is for everywhere. Peace is made for our enemies and made with our enemies. We learned a lot. We came back uh, having a spiritual experience, an experience where we learned, where we simply were present in places where Christ was present. We were also there where Old Testament was written. Uh, Very powerful. And in Megiddo, Har Megiddo is a valley that surrounds an ancient city that's been built on for 25 different layers. And Har Megiddo, we have kind of, again, kind of corrupted that name, but that's the valley around where Armageddon is to take place. So we have also the future to be written in this place. So we did learn a lot. I've been six times. I continue to learn. One of the things that I had the opportunity to experience this time was going on top of the Temple Mound. It is now Muslim-occupied, so Christians rarely get the opportunity to go there. And um, being on the Temple Mound, I was reminded of a Jewish tradition, a story told about the Temple Mound. And there... Um, in this story, long time before the very first temple was written, so before uh, Solomon, David's son, was building that very first temple, there were two brothers that lived in the area. One of the brothers was single and lived all by himself. The other brother had a relatively large family, was married, and, and they both worked the fields together, and they shared equally the grain that was harvested from the fields. Well, the brother that had no family to support thought, my brother has a large family to support, and he needs this so much more than I do. So at night, he would carry a portion of his grain and put it with where his brother stored grain. The brother that had the large family thought one time, one evening, he thought to himself, 
my brother lives all by himself. I have this large family of children that will take care of me in my old age, but he doesn't have anyone. So that brother took part of his grain and placed it in his brother's storage area. Yeah, you get the drift. Each morning, they did this repeatedly. Each morning, the brother found, each of the two brothers found that their grain supply had not been depleted at all. (laughs) One night, during their exchange, they met in the middle of the night, and they recognized what had been happening, and they embraced one another in love. The legend says that God looked down on this selfless giving, this act of love, and said, this is where I want my temple to be. And Solomon was instructed on where to build the temple. The very first temple, the second temple was built there, and now the temple mound still exists in that place. But by contrast, I happened to watch very little TV while over there, partly because I didn't understand any of the Hebrew or Arabic that was being spoken. But um, there was a news broadcast that had the captions, and I was very interested partly just by the pictures that were being shown. The broadcast was about a woman who did not want to share her wealth with her family at all. She didn't trust the banks. And so she hid all her money in her mattress. The mattress had over a million dollars in it that she had collected and saved away from family members. And I'm not sure who all the family was, However, one day, her daughter thought, probably having sat down or even laid down on that mattress and felt how lumpy it was, that mom needs a new mattress. And so she threw it out. And uh, the, the pictures that were being shown were all these people going through garbage dumps. They even had... Uh, the big machines that were moving layers of garbage trying to locate the discarded mattress with the over million dollars in it. What a contrast. A contrast of love and a contrast on being self-centered. And what we're learning today, what we're to hear today is that it matters to God how we live. Not just matters to God, but it affects our relationship with God. And Paul says even more specifically than that. We hear in verse of this chapter 10, verse 9, if you openly declare with your mouth, if you openly declare that Christ is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And furthermore, in verse 10, it basically is saying, believe with your heart, 
put you in a right relationship with God and you confess with your mouth and then you will be saved. Now we get that first part pretty well. I would say that everybody here believes in God, believes in Jesus Christ, or we wouldn't be here worshiping together. We hear in Scripture, both Old Testament and New Testament, that when we talk about the heart, they're talking about the very core, the very center of a human being. And so when it talks about this believing with our heart, that is very personal. That's between you and God. And we get this very personal stuff pretty well in our country. We do us well. We do me well. <laughs> so much so that the orthopedics journal this past winter reported a new phenomenon. It's called selfie wrist. <laughs> yes, some of you know what I'm talking about. On our cell phones, holding the phone out, facing it toward you, yourself, you can take a picture of yourself called a selfie. Or you can take a picture of yourself and whoever's cheek is next to yours in a selfie. The phenomenon is that people are experiencing pain in their wrists so much so that it keeps them out of work from taking selfies. It's a type of carpal tunnel that has developed. We do us well. We get that part of this. We can claim to believe in our heart, and we understand that that is a personal relationship between us and God. But the second part, confess with our mouth, that is a little more difficult. The church has words to use because words are very important in our faith. And those words that we confess, we offer praise and thanksgiving and confession and petition and lament. And those types of words, service, those all come out of the church. And they have even given a name to this process of these words significantly. It's called vertical habits. Title of the sermon today. Vertical habits, meaning the words, the types of speech that we use that influence our relationship with God and with others. And so we do that. You have come to worship and we've offered praise and thanksgiving and times of confession and, and service. We talk about all those types of things at church. But Paul is saying this is not just a church activity, folks. These same words need to be used in our everyday life. Because they are, they are our relationship with God and with others. They shape that. Now, my guess is not one of you are going to go out there and use the word lament with your neighbor, right? Probably not. 
or petition. That's not kind of a favorite one. But there are words that we do use. Words of love. In the church, we would say praise. Questions of what can I do would be service. Statements of I'm listening would be illumination. Words of thank you. If you're in uh, Israel, those of you who know what I'm going to say, toda is the Hebrew word for thank you in Hebrew. But that would be thanksgiving in the church. Those are the same words that the church uses, but we use every day. Those are the words that we need to share with one another daily. Words have power. Some of the quotes that, and kind of looking through some of the sayings, some of the quotes about words is that words are so powerful. Handle with care. Words are more powerful than an atomic bomb. Words can change a life. Words are free, but how they are used may cost you. And Mother Teresa says, kind words are easy and simple to say, but the echoes of their impact are endless and eternal. The words that we use have power. And so Paul is saying, confess with your mouth or openly declare that Jesus is Lord. And in Paul's day, that was not a simple thing to do. For the Romans to use the word Lord meant their emperor. You were to worship the emperor. For the Greeks, they gave the title Lord to their many gods that they worshipped. To the Jews, it's Yahweh of the Old Testament. And to Christians, it's Jesus Christ is Lord. The one that governs, that watches over our lives and basically is to control our lives. Jesus Christ is Lord. Now that's kind of, we can do that Sunday morning pretty easily. There's a wonderful song, a, a verse that we sing that he is Lord, he is risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord. We've sung that. But out beyond the church, it's easy to feel like we're stepping on other person's religious toes. I mean, there's so many different religions, so many different beliefs. How do we know if we're going to offend someone or not? That becomes so strikingly obvious when you're in a place like Israel. 
we're within a country that is about the size of New Jersey, a very small piece of land, you have both Jews, Muslims, and Christians, both all three extremely devout to what they believe and what they confess. Openly devout in what they believe and what they confess. Jonathan Sachs, a rabbi of the Jewish people, has said, when it is easy, when there are easy times, it is easy to be a Jew and to practice Judaism. I'm sorry, when it's hard times, it's easy to be a Jew and practice Judaism. When it's easy times... In other words, when there is, everybody is in agreement, where there is no conflict on being and practicing your faith, then it is more difficult to be Jewish. Folks, we could say that about ourselves. In hard times, it's easy to remember to talk to God. It's easy to remember that we are to say Jesus is our Lord but during good times, not so much. We don't seem to need our God like we do during the tough times. But we are to confess that Christ is Lord no matter what, during all times. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, we thank you. We thank you for coming to us as our Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that you are Lord. Amen.